Joining us now at the Internal Revenue Service is Lauren Weinbretter. And Lauren, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about National Tax Security Awareness Week. Yes. So we uh, recognize National Tax Security Awareness Week this year, um, right before the holidays, to try to help taxpayers and tax professionals be aware of scams and schemes um, and really offer tips to help protect sensitive personal information. And this, of course, uh, can break down in a number of different ways, but kind of go into some of the tips that you have for taxpayers. Sure. So the first thing I want to say is, is really when it comes down to it, what we're trying to uh, promote is that we want taxpayers and our tax professionals to protect their personal or financial information the same way that they would protect the information that's in their wallet or their purse. Um, so just because we're, we're moving online or working on our computer, we still want to protect that information. So some ways that uh, folks can do this um, is to help protect, protect themselves online and in other settings. But really, when we're looking at online security, we're looking at shopping at sites where the web address begins with HTTPS. This S at the end of that sequence stands for secure communications. And normally, there's like a little padlock in the browser window to help you know that that site is secure. So you don't want to put your credit card information in a site that does not have that little padlock at the top. Ah, that is a good tip. What else do you have? Yeah, and then another thing, another thing is keeping security software for your computers, tablets, and mobile phones updated. You know, sometimes when we think about being safe online, it doesn't necessarily translate to also being safe on our phones. But so many of us are shopping online, we're making payments online with our phones, um, and not necessarily our computers. So when we think about security, we want to think about all of that, phones, tablets, computers. Um, we also want to protect the devices of our family members, including young children, older adults, or anybody who's not as technologically savvy. Um, sometimes those devices, you know, like let's say your child has a cell phone, they might be getting scam texts. Um, and so you want to be sure that you're, one, talking to them about it, um, and then also making sure that they're not clicking anything um, or kind of going to places that they shouldn't be going where their information could be compromised. Um, another general tip is really, you know, using strong and unique passwords for your online account mm -hmm. and using multi-factor authentication when possible. Um, and so this means if I log into an account uh, from my computer, then I could then I could then get a text to my cell phone so they know that it's me and nobody's trying to log into my account um, without my knowledge, right? Yeah, obviously, like if if it ha if that has to check in with your cell phone first, whoever a scammer would have to have both of your your devices in order to be able to do that. Correct. So it just provides another layer of protection. Protection. Um, obviously, having a strong password is the first line of defense, um, but really. If we can set up multi-factor authentication on our accounts, it's really helpful to make it harder for these scammers um, to kind of access that information. Another item we want to talk about with you today is uh, common identity theft schemes. What type of schemes are common among identity thieves? So what we tend to see, um, and, and the risk, the risk, the main risk, and why we are talking to people about protecting their identity is because if a bad actor or one of these scammers gets your personal information, there's a risk that they could file a tax return under your name or social. 
Um, so that's why we really are stressing some of these preventative measures to, to help protect your identity. That way your tax information remains secure. Um, and we unfortunately do see every year an increase in various scams. And some that are uh, kind of going around now are ones where um, taxpayers are receiving emails on, and really email schemes are, are very common. But there's one that's going around about additional rounds of those economic impact payments or, or stimulus payments, as people call them. Mm -hmm. And we see a lot of complaints about this scam. And this email looks suspicious. It has a URL link that will take people to a website designed to fish for that information um, and steal that sensitive taxpayer information. So we always tell people that you know the IRS will never email or text you unexpectedly. Um, so if you see something that looks suspicious from the IRS, generally it is not from us. You know, we always initiate our contact with taxpayers via the U.S. Postal Service. Um, so if you get an email that says, claim your tax refund now, or, you know, sign up here for our fourth round of economic impact payments, that's definitely a red flag. And mm -hmm. we encourage our taxpayers to go to irs.gov first. Like, that's the first stop for uh, finding information and genuine, real information on some of these uh, topics. So we just encourage folks, don't click uh, suspicious links. Um, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And always check irs.gov for official information. And if you do receive one of these uh, one of these emails, uh, you should also send that to the IRS to let, you know, just to report that scam. Uh, you have a, a, uh, an email address, phishing at irs.gov. Yes, um, and actually you can forward those emails uh, to that phishing at irs.gov email address, and that's phishing with a PH. Or um, they're also on our website, there's a whole phishing resources page um, on irs.gov where you can report any of these uh, scams and schemes. And we certainly want people to report them to us because um, it helps us gather that information and put messages out like this so people can be more aware. And of course, uh, the Federal Trade Commission also has some advice as well. Yes. So with the holiday season, uh, everybody is obviously maybe spending a little bit more. Maybe they're donating a little bit more. Um, and we want people to be aware of gift card scams with anything involving taxes. Um, so we don't encourage folks to buy anything from online sellers that only accept payment like via gift card or, or cryptocurrency. Payments like that are very hard to trace, um, and it can be very hard for people to get their money back if they fall victim to that kind of scam. Um, so there is resources from the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, there's also resources from the Federal Communication Commission um, that they have something called a smartphone security checker. So really, you'll see a bunch of government agencies kind of going out there in the holiday season to talk about these scams and schemes because um, they touch everybody and they're always evolving and unfortunately they're very prevalent hmm. um, and so we're just kind of doing our part to help get that message out there now let's uh, of course being the holiday season we just passed uh, giving tuesday not all that long ago let's talk about charitable donations yeah so it is the season of giving but we always want people to be mindful of any charitable donation scams um, if you are wanting to donate to an organization and you first want to verify that they're legitimate before you give them their, your money, 
Um, we do have a tool on our website called the Tax Exempt Organization Search Tool. There's other uh, public resources for this information too um, through other websites like GuideStar and things like that. Um, but really, it's, it's a good way to kind of check and make sure that you're giving your money to a legitimate charity or, or a nonprofit organization. Um, and donors should never feel pressured to give immediately. Um, so if you receive an unsolicited phone call and they're pressuring you to give, give, give right now, that's kind of a red flag. Mm. Um, so there's certainly tools out there to help you do your research um, on any charitable organizations that you might want to donate to. And you have one final reminder for us regarding fraudsters. Yeah, so, you know, it's, I feel like I, I come here and I talk a lot about scams and schemes, but that's unfortunately because they're so prevalent and we really want people to be aware. And like I said earlier, we want people to be vigilant, be aware, and protect their information the same way they would physically protect their information in their wallet or their purse. Um, and we talk a lot about online scams and phishing and emails and, and text, but it's important to know that even though we have all these new technologies for fraudsters to use, um, some of those old technologies remain a threat, whether it's through phone calls or letters. Um, so really, just, we just want listeners to know that have regular conversations with your loved ones um, and make sure that they are kind of aware of the same information about these various types of schemes, uh, who's calling them and what, and what kind of mail they're receiving, because we don't want anybody to fall victim to these bad actors. Um, so it's, it's unfortunate, but we have to remain vigilant in all forms of communication and in the way that we interact um, to make sure that we're not falling victim to, to our, these scams and schemes. Um, and again, I would just like to reemphasize that IRS.gov is a really great resource for people who are trying to verify information um, or even report a scam or a scheme. Mm. Yeah, and, and again, the, the uh, checking in with those older family members and and making sure that they that they aren't getting <laughs> taken advantage of uh, they it, it's so important in this day and age. Yes, and um, I believe I, I said it earlier also with with younger children or, oh, or with your yes. children your, your teens um, because you know I I think I said my son has a, a cell phone and he receives spam texts and calls and so we've had to have a lot of conversations about what to do with those and making sure that um, he's aware of kind of the rules of the road and, and how to navigate that because he, you know, he might not know he's 13, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't uh, maybe know how bad the world can be when it comes to some of these uh, scams and schemes. So we have to have a lot of conversations around that. And of course, these bad actors, just as much as our technology is involving and our security is involving, these bad actors are involving evolving their practices. Yes, which is unfortunate. Uh, it, it really is unfortunate that, that there are people out there um, who want to take advantage of other people. Um, so the best thing we can do is just to remain vigilant. Um, like I said, if something's too good to be true, it probably is. Be sure to keep your computers safe, your tablets, your phones, all of these devices that are all connected. Um, use multi-factor authentication when possible and create strong passwords. Password is not a password, right? We want to have strong um, passwords that, that nobody can guess. All right, well, Lauren Weinbrenner with the IRS, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, Sean.